from digitiki.com. Oh, Rocky's really mad now. What? What's Bugsy? Don't look at me like that, Bugsy. I'm your pal, Bugsy, your buddy pal. Damn. It's curtains for you, Rocky. Curtains. No. No, not that. No, no. Curtains, you understand? Curtains. Yeah. Oh, they're adorable. Welcome. Rocky's ready for some music now, see? <laughs> Aloha, everybody, and welcome back to the Quiet Village for another visit. I'm your host, Digitiki, coming to you as always from digitiki.com in the heart of the Quiet Village. Got my Mai Tai right here, and I've done a lot of themed shows in the past, and one always makes me think of another possible theme for a future show, and this one is a result. Now that intro was a dead giveaway of where we are going, what part of the island we're going to in this episode. This episode is going to be dedicated to the genre of crime jazz. Most of you who are into exotica and vintage lounge music are no doubt familiar with crime jazz as a genre, but some of you I'm sure are not. And if you thought exotica was a niche genre, then crime jazz is a subgenre of a subgenre. It's uber niche. Uh, but nonetheless, it did or does exist. And what actually got me thinking about crime jazz is the recent James Bond music episodes that I did with my friend Scott Mabbitt. One segment of the Bond shows that I was unable to fit in was music that was not associated with Bond films, but obviously inspired by, and in some cases actually trying to copy the Bond sound. Some examples were the scores to Austin Powers, which I did play a track from. Also, the score to the recent uh, Pixar movie, The Incredibles, which, uh, as a geek side note, John Barry was actually originally slated to score. John Barry being the premier composer for Bond films, he did back out at the last minute. But nonetheless, the score is very uh, is very classic Bond, John Barry kind of sound. Also, films like Johnny English, If Looks Could Kill, and so on. And, and also some crime jazz. Now, I looked all over the internet, and I simply could not find anyone who endeavored to define crime jazz as a genre. So I did. So here we go. I'll simply say that crime jazz is a mid-century niche music genre that musically begin... Uh, brings the essence of cops, detectives, criminals, mobsters, and even spies within an urban music setting uh, for the mid-century, of course. Uh, so the music uses swing and cocktail jazz elements. It's hard to describe, but when you hear crime jazz, you think you know it, and you think of elements of black-and-white film noir, the detective walking down the street to the bluesy solo saxophone, or a criminal trying to heist some jewels using some elaborate scheme, or, or the beat cop chasing down the robbers wearing black caps and masks. You know, very, very stereotypical. There's an urban seediness to crime jazz, and uh, crime jazz existed primarily in the 50s and 60s and came mostly from soundtracks, both film and TV show soundtracks. So without being overly didactic about crime jazz, which at this point is too late, uh, why don't I just play it and let you hear crime jazz? So here are seven 
million stories in the quiet village, and I'm one of them. My name, Digitiki. I carry a badge.
Yeah. Scat Cat from That Darn Cat soundtrack. I was really excited to find that. And I mean the original That Darn Cat from the 60s. I remember seeing that as a kid. Great, great, great film. Great soundtrack. Perfect crime jazz soundtrack. Um, uh, That is available as a digital, legit digital download from Amazon. I was so excited. I don't believe it's on CD, but it is a download, and it's from the Master Tapes. It sounds great. Before that, Les Baxter and his orchestra doing Go Chongo. Not really a crime jazz associated song, but it definitely had that sound. At least I thought so. In the middle of that set, a tune called Murder, Inc. from the album of the same title, which unfortunately is not on CD. It's only on LP by the artist Irving Joseph. And ahead of that, Teledrama from an album called Betty Page Danger Girl. Not sure what Betty Page actually had to do with it other than her name. Uh, But it's a lot of crime jazz. uh, Classic, you know, 50s and 60s sounding crime jazz. And that was an artist, uh, Malcolm Lockyer, who did a tune called Teledrama. And kicking off that set composer Peter King from his score to a little-known film called The Last of the Secret Agents. That was a great crime jazz tune called The Height of the Spy Season. Now, one of the obvious places for crime jazz are the 60s cop and detective shows. They feature scores that they, that they really drive home the cops and robbers sound, of course. So without further ado, I'm going to play one song that everyone associates with crime jazz, uh, whether you know the genre or not. Here is the theme to Dragnet, starting off a set of classic crime jazz TV show themes, right here on The Quiet Village.
right, that is great. That is the original Hawaii Five O from the TV soundtrack, which uh, it would is available. Mort Stevens and his orchestra, Hawaii Five O soundtrack. Before that, we had a song called Hong Kong from the television show Exciting Hong Kong. That is a score to a TV show I'm not that familiar with. Apparently, it was a TV show, and the score was from Lionel Newman, the classic film composer. Beautiful score. Uh, before that, The Man from Thrush by Lalo Schifrin, who was a great television composer. Lalo Schifrin did a lot of, uh, of great stuff. Uh, that is from the Crime Jazz Volume 1, Ministry of Suspense, which is an online compilation. I was just, I love that compilation. Ironside, before that, from Alan Tu and his orchestra, also once again from a collection I found online called Crime Jazz Volume 1, The Ministry of Suspense. And I will actually have a link to some crime jazz websites for you, especially this one where I found this compilation. And, of course, Ironsides. Before that, we had Barnaby Jones from the TV Tunes Collection, Volume 3. Love Barnaby Jones' show. Uh, and before that, another Lalo Schifrin, Mission Impossible, the classic TV theme. And then, of course, kicking off that set, Dragnet and uh, Room 43 by Ray Anthony is the artist, his orchestra. And that is from The Crime Scene, Ultra Lounge Disc 7. Now, the Ultra Lounge series, they did all of those different, uh, different themed discs. They did a crime jazz called Crime Scene, and th- that was a track from it. Spy Jazz now is an offshoot of crime jazz. No proof, but it it seems to be pretty plausible that uh, James Bond franchise spawned the spy jazz sound. The early Bond films had a great deal of jazz in the sound. Uh, Take the seminal James Bond theme itself. So the spy jazz sound typically has a swing feel with that low twanging guitar in the lead. Uh, so, So here's a set of spy jazz movie themes starting with a with uh, three very famous tracks by Henry Mancini. Mancini had some great ones, and I just had to play three of them. Uh, So right here on The Quiet Village, here is some movie crime jazz. Thank you. 
the theme from the film Johnny English from the soundtrack, which is available. The film composer is Edward Shearmer, and that was a film that was actually a, a, a complete spoof on James Bond done by uh, the, the lead character was Rowan Atkinson, who played Mr. Bean. His name was Johnny English, of course. Uh, before that, we heard another great spy very, uh, very John Barry-ish soundtrack from Michael Giacchino. That was The Incredibles, and that was a track called Off to Work. Kicking off that set were, uh, was a threefer by Henry Mancini, who was great at doing crime jazz. The first track, of course, the classic theme from Shot in the Dark, the film. And then the TV show Peter Gunn theme, actually done by Ray Anthony and his orchestra. And then, of course, Henry Mancini doing another great soundtrack that he did. Great, great crime jazzy sound. Experiment in Terror from the best of Henry Mancini. Now, a great deal of TV shows and one-off TV movies or specials often use what's called library music. And libraries are companies that have tons of pre-made music cues that some producers and TV shows use to piece together uh, a soundtrack. Uh, in fact, two shows that use music libraries extensively are Ren and Stimpy and SpongeBob SquarePants, which I do watch. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, I'm going to do a set of cues from music libraries because that's where you find a lot of great crime jazz. Uh, uh, those of you who are familiar with Ren and Stimpy and SpongeBob will undoubtedly recognize some of these pieces. So here we go with some music library crime jazz right here on The Quiet Village. <laughs>
was a tune called The Lyman from Associated Production Music's Library. It was actually used on SpongeBob SquarePants. I believe it was a uh, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy episode. And before that, another classic uh, production music library. The composer is Kenny Graham. It was a tune called The Hurry Up. It was used also on SpongeBob. And before that, Hit and Run, which was also used on, um, I believe, Ren and Stimpy. And the composer is Ralph Dollymore. And kicking off that set was Department S from Cyril Stapleton and his orchestra from the online compilation I found called Crime Jazz Volume 1, Ministry of Suspense. Well, that's it, folks. My Mai Tai has been stolen. So it's the end of the Crime Jazz episode. So lock your doors. Watch behind you when you walk down that street. I'm going to leave you with a new crime jazz song from the Tikiaki Orchestra's new album, Aloha Baby. Here is In Search of May Ting. Until next time, everyone, aloha, and thank you for visiting the Quiet Village. (laughs) 